Welcome to the Studio 2501 Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness podcast. Located inside HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas, our goal is to transform lives through coaching and counseling. We'd like to extend a special thank you to Hoydale for sponsoring our show. You're listening to The Seven Mountains of Influence, hosted by Joe Lynn Bright. Each mountain was shaken by the coronavirus pandemic. Each month, we'll take an in-depth look at one of those mountains and how they impact us. Let's talk about the mountain of family. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to Hope Nets Studio 2501, Conversations About Mental Health and Wellness Podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us again. I'm your host, JoLynn Bright, also known as JLB in the house. On today's episode, we are continuing our series, The Seven Mountains of Influence. We are talking about the mountain of family. And our guests today are two of my kind of good friends. Well, the wife is a good friend. If the husband, you got to pray for us. But Joseph and Kawana Bowen. So Joseph and Kawana, thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here. I'm glad to be here, I, I think. <laughs> we have already been showing out so bad today already. So I'm just going to warn y'all that I don't know what's going to happen by the time this is all over with. So thank you again just for saying yes, 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 yes. And for, for our listeners just today, it's really good to probably know, maybe we should tell our story about how we know each other. Okay, so we had moved to Wichita, 1995. And um, before we left, uh, one of our friends said, I have a friend there. And you guys need to connect up with her. She's a great girl. Yes, that's so, me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know. <laughs> so, so we went ahead and we um, we did. We called. We got here. We got settled. Mm-hmm. And we called Jolene. Where did you move from? We moved from uh, Fresno, California. Lord help us. Thank God that y'all came out of there. Oh, man. Do we miss it, <laughs> I though? I give y'all grief about California all the time, Jolene. Uh, it's still home, Jolene. And I don't even want the people to know that you weren't even born there. <laughs> you were born in Michigan. But she was young enough when she moved there to Right, to call it to home. home. How old was she? How do you know that she was young enough? Because I was there when she moved there. I was I was born there. I'm a native Californian. Mm-hmm. She's a transplant, but I'm, I'm, I'm native. <laughs> See, I'm trying to dog you out. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I am. But she was young enough till you know, it, it's home for her, too. Yeah, so we called you, and what was it, a few weeks or a month before you were going to get married? Yeah. It wasn't long before you were <laughs> like, who, who are these crazy people calling right. I'm in the middle of wedding planning. Exactly. And you said, I, you know, we introduced ourselves, and we're just like, Becky um, McCullough um, gave us your number and told us to connect with you, and she said, you guys love the Lord, and, you know, that's... That we would really fall in love with you guys, and we were like, okay, let's call them. We don't know nobody here. <laughs> so, so we went ahead and called, and um, you and Galen came to the house to meet us. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. And when I met you guys, I knew, I knew then um, you guys were somebody special. Mm. Never told you that, huh? Mm-mm. Yeah, well, she's proven to be special. <laughs> But yeah, you were you guys were sitting on the couch, 
And um, and I was like, man, it's just something about you guys. I knew then. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just, he said, we're getting married in a couple of weeks. You guys should come. <laughs> I know, that was so crazy. And you were pregnant and at the I, time. I was pregnant, yes. And, and I thought you guys were saying, like, we ain't coming to you. We just met you. We are not coming to wait. With Joe, watch Joseph. Joseph's like, okay, what time? What time is it? All that. I'm rushing home to get an invitation in the Joseph was like, and, are you having a full dinner or snacks? <laughs> I, I, I do have my priority. Yes, and, and, and the, our audience needs to know that that was the first thing on his mind, too, was like, okay, thank you for getting us water. That's really great, Jolyn, but where are the snacks? <laughs> so there's something about you and snacks. So, so 25 years later, 26 years, well, you guys have been married 26 a year before us, right? But we wait, 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 Jolene. Go back. Yeah. When I knew, okay, when God told me you guys were special to us, okay, and that you were got, you guys were going to pour into our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. I never told you that. That's when I asked you guys to be the godparents of our unborn baby. Wow. And we had to go home and pray a lot and say, what? They don't know us, and we, we don't know nothing about no kids. <laughs> but, but that's, I mean, I knew, I knew then. And, mm-hmm. and Joseph, I talked to Joseph about it, and he was like, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, Dale and I could see, and I was <laughs> oh, readily agreeable to that, but I, I had to pray about the other half of that couple. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. <laughs> so the people know who we are now. So we we get we have a lot of fun messing around with each other, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about kids and all of that. But I'm just gonna start out like we do with everybody. Just say tell tell us about you. I was born in California. I am the seventh of eight children, brought up in the church, um, Church of God in California. Um, which is funny, you know, my aunt that lived in California. I knew your aunt from my earliest existence. <laughs> yeah. From the interstate uh, camp meetings that we attended in Hanford. In fact, mm-hmm. I think she was, she was, she was one of my teachers. We would have, like, you know, during the daytime, yeah, yeah. we'd have those classes mm-hmm. and, um, like, vacation Bible school type of thing. And she was my teacher for a few years. It's, we just we were just destined to be connected, and then your name is Joseph and my name is Joe. Okay, we'll stop. We'll and your, stop and right your there. father's name was Joseph. Well. My little brother's name is Joseph. Joseph. Okay. <laughs> I would think he would really love me by now, but you know, I'm still praying on that. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about like what what does life look like now? I mean. Kwana told the story a little bit about how you guys got here and all of that. How can people know a little bit more about you? Well, I work for Wichita Public Schools. Um, I'm at the administrative assistant to the superintendent, okay. which is a very challenging job. That sounds like a very big job because the school district is so big. It mm-hmm. is. It is. A lot of important people, I guess you would say, state, county, City, sometimes federal. We have two kids. Marquis is 37, 36. He's 36. He'll be 37. And we have a daughter. She just turned 25. 
Be quiet. Just be quiet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? I should always remember how old she is because she was in the womb and she was born the same year we were married. So, <laughs> Kawana, tell us. Tell us a little bit about you. I am a PK, born of many ministers in my family. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I said I would never, ever, <laughs> never, ever. Yeah. Want to marry a preacher. Yes. And so what Joseph did not tell you is that he is a minister of the gospel. Mm-hmm. We, we have a story behind how we finally got together, but we've known each other. Um, my, my family vacationed a lot in California, and so um, where we vacation is where we met Joseph and his family. And... Um, and so my father um, was called a pastor in California. We moved there. After he pa- pastored in Fresno, he pastored in Hanford, which is where Joseph is from. Mm-hmm. And so um, he pastored the church there, Southside Church of God, and um, the Bowen family. We are, we are very connected. Mm-hmm. We were very connected even before we got married. We, we finally uh, hooked up. <laughs> and um, Well, I've, I stopped running. <laughs> so you were running a little bit from her? Whatever. <laughs> and so he, he, always tell, he always tell me that um, if, if, you wouldn't, if you wouldn't have been running so hard, we, we could have been married a long time ago, and um, we could have had more children. <laughs> Yes, he said he does not want to be an old father. <laughs> so. Well, because the thing is, the the uh, when they would come out to California to visit, right? They came out with some friends of theirs who went to church with them in Flint. The mother was her mother's best friend, but she also happened to be the daughter of one of the older couples from my church. Okay, he was like another father to me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, after they moved to California and. You know, they got to know each other better than ever. She always said that he would tell her. Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy would say to me, why, why you don't, why don't, you know you and Joseph going to hook, you and, you and Joseph, y'all need to, y'all need to get together. And I'd be looking at him like, Big Daddy, don't, 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 no, no. I mean, every time we, me and Big Daddy be in the house together, Daddy would drop us off over there. Mm-hmm. He'd go run and do something, and it'd just be big, me, Big Mama, and Big Daddy at the house. Mm-hmm. And he'd, and he'd just be sitting in his chair, and he'd be like, girl, you know, you know you and Joseph, you know Joseph's single, and you single, <laughs> you know? And I was like, but he, he like my brother. He, he my friend, Big Daddy. He's and I like, had no, nah. I, I had he never, he never, now he never mentioned her to me. Never? Never. And I mean, like I said, I was really close to him. He was like, he was just like my father. And I, I didn't know that he ever said anything to her about me until after we got married. And so it almost was prophetic. It, I'm well, going to tell you. Yeah, I guess it was. It, it was, it, I'm going to tell you, our story is, is, is crazy. It, it is really crazy. People often tell me, you need to, you guys need to write a book about how you guys met because it's, it's, it just needs to be out there. The Lord told me that Joseph was for me, no matter how I felt about the situation, mm-hmm. because he was my brother. You know, he, I felt 
so close to him. So you know, were friends. We were before. friends. He was my confidant. You know, he he lived across the street. I helped him find his apartment across the street from my apartment. I she, mean, she was working at even then. Jay. No, we were we were friends. We were best friends. And you know, when involved, I her plan. <laughs> whenever I was going through, it was him. You know, he was on the phone. I was talking to him when he, mm -hmm. you know, was on the phone. It, it went both ways. So it was just crazy that, you know, when the Lord said it was him, you know, I, I was, I was like, no, that's, that's my brother. And then I moved, well, I do gain, I get, do get to keep my confidant, but it's like, it changes. It, yeah, it changes big. The way I thought of Joseph was he, he was my brother. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you're telling me my brother is going to be my husband? <laughs> That to me, I was like, that's incest. That's great. Gross. <laughs> that's my brother. Yeah. So, you know, I told God, I said, if Joseph is for me, I need you to change the way I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Change change my heart. Because right now I'm thinking, he's he's my brother. Mm -hmm. He's he's my closest friend. Right. He he can't be my husband. And my neighbor. I mean she lives yeah. right across the street from me. Yeah. So, right. you know, um, and God did that. And he did, you know, people talk about, you know, how God, how God changes things in his time. Mm -hmm. you know, I asked God, th this was something that God had to do right now, right away. It, it wasn't something that, because in, in my heart of heart, in my body, my everything, mm -hmm. it was like, that's my brother and I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so God, I need you to change it. If, if, mm -hmm. if he's truly my mm -hmm. husband and he's, and he, he is meant for me. Yes. And he is who you want me to have. Mm -hmm then I need you to change me, how I'm feeling inside, my mind, my heart. Yes. And he did it. I'm going to tell you, I woke up mm -hmm. the next morning. Yeah. And people don't think oh, this is crazy, but I woke up the next morning and and I called him. And it was a whole nother <laughs> level. A whole nother level, <laughs> you know. And I was like, okay, here we go. And nobody knew. That was the best thing that nobody in our church knew. Nobody knew we were dating. Nobody. We had both been through something big, and okay. we had worked through it, mm -hmm. and you know, in our past. And yes. so, you know, we were at a place that we worked together through it, and God had brought us out, and we didn't need no negative, negative um, talking, or we didn't need that in our ears. And so we just let God talk to us, and it was me, Joseph, and Marquis. Yeah. So the thing, this is the thing. So when you finally announced it, when you finally came out, like, we're engaged, what came then? What were people saying? What, were, what, were your, what was your family saying? I mean, could you, did you tell your family at all? We did. We told, well, we told them first, and then we made an announcement at church. Okay. And the church, the church family. Went. <laughs> yeah, the church was blown away. Okay. I mean, we were standing in front of the church, and we could see people's mouths open, and they wouldn't close, and people was falling over, and it was so dramatic. Yeah. It was so dramatic. Yeah. I told Joseph, I wish we'd had a videotape of people's expressions. It was just crazy. They were like, what? <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. It was people uh, on the back pew, and it, it was like the whole back pew just went to the side. They just went, oh. But y'all knew that that probably was what was going to happen. Yeah. Too. Well, but, and then for whatever reason, why we chose that particular day to make the announcement, 
it really spread like wildfire because it was Men's Day. Mm -hmm. And so we had a lot of people there from out of town, mm -hmm. like Southern California, and when we made the announcement. So, it, you know, it just went all over the place. It just Y'all should have had dinner after church. You said, we are serving dinner after <laughs> church, so y'all can process. There's right. some folks to work with you. There will be some altar workers working yeah. with you. And it was really cool because we had asked, we told one of my girlfriends, and we, um, she actually wrote, wrote the poem of our engagement announcement. Oh, okay. And so Pastor Binion got up, and he read the poem, and our names wasn't until the end. So it talked about this engagement. It talked about these two people in love. It talked about, you know, it talked about us, and, and, but our names wasn't announced at the very end of that. And so it it was it was a were y'all standing up front just sitting? We were, we were sitting. Down. Yeah, we were sitting, and then like and every Sunday, I would sit in my regular spot. He would sit in his regular spot. <laughs> nobody never knew. I wore a big old engagement ring, and nobody ever. And I would turn it around, you know, like I would just turn it around, or I'd put it on a different yeah. finger, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was so funny. It was it was hilarious. No, I you know I I just knew God had something for us. Didn't mm -hmm. know what it was, and I felt you know that God wanted to use us um, because we both have been through a lot. I tell young folks that are that are struggling in their marriage, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know I talk to them and and I tell them that you know God can. God can bring you through, but it, it's, it's not a one-person thing, you know? It has to be two parties that want this to work. Mm -hmm. I just felt like God was going to use us to help other young folk, young people that um, in, in marriage. I don't even know if I know this side of the story that w what even brought you about that you would even be interested in Kiwana, you know, and she's been, she's your sister. Tell it, tell it. Tell it, tell it. Let's not blame it on the Old Testament, okay? One day, I just thought, hmm. I wish we could record that. That look, huh? Yeah, looking good, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Because of the fact that we were friends and we were close, I was so hesitant to ever say anything, and it took me a long time. Now, what's a long time? Though? Oh, it was a long time. Because what she didn't tell you. Now, are y'all getting ready to need a session right here now? Y'all, we will get to the family part of this. but She's, she's yeah. saying about how the Lord had to help her and he had to do all these things. Mm -hmm. Well, she, she had a little help to change her mind. And it, it took me, like I said, it took me a while to before I could ever get up the nerve to say anything to her. So then when I did, as I say, she kicked my heart in the teeth. And said that she was not interested in me in that way. Oh, so you had so, broke, you had broke it out to her. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. See, see, she she didn't tell all the story. Yeah, you, you, you're taking the risk, and she said, uh, "No." So I went, you know, picked my feelings up and went on my oh, little merry way. So dramatic. Well, in the course of time, yes, I was engaged to someone else to be married. And to make a long story short. Six weeks before the wedding, she called it off. Okay. So that was the end of that. Well, little did I know that as 
my wedding date was getting closer, someone else was feeling, um, you know, <laughs> like perhaps they made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and so when the news got to her that my engagement had been broken, mm-hmm. she was a bit relieved. I was. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because when I was told, it was at my sister's wedding, okay. and the person came and told me that Joseph's wedding was called off. Well, I was mad at him, but I was happy. <laughs> because I was mad at him because he didn't call oh, and yeah. tell me. because yeah, he's your friend. He's my friend. He's my best friend, yeah. you know. He's my brother. Mm-hmm. You live right across the street. You didn't tell I was, me. I wasn't talking about that. I was so mad at him. And so um, when, when I was told, I was just like, oh, my God. And I leaned up against the wall and I said, this is what God is intending for us to be together. This is what he is and you, wanting. And you said, I'm so glad he's the God of the second chance. <laughs> so Joe can say, okay, now, what do you think now? What do you think now? It wasn't that I kicked his heart. I just felt like I said, you, like I said, you're my brother and you're changing things. You're not supposed to do that. You know, you're not supposed to have feelings like that. So, you know, and we always go out to dinner. We always went to the movies. <laughs> like he says it to you, you say, now just stop it. Like, like don't be messing stuff up. Okay. That's pretty much what she that's, said. That's what I said. That's pretty much what she said. I said, stop it, Joseph. You can't be doing that. I was looking. I was like, you can't be doing that. What's wrong with you? Can't no, Joe. And he was like, well, and and I and he just looked at me and I was like, I don't know what to do in my head. I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. He's just messing things up. You're my brother. I can't do that. I, You know what? I am so glad that this is not scripted because only God knows what's going to happen in the room. So you guys can tell that story. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to talk about that. But you know what? I just believe that somebody needs to hear that. Somebody needs to know that. Oh, my Lord. They may be saying, that happened to me. Or they may be in the midst of feeling that way about somebody. I mean, it was it was just crazy. And like I said, I had no idea that, you know, she was being teased about me years prior to that. Oh, my because pastor's we were, wife? We, we would were, go walking? I had no idea. And she would, we'd be walking and she, and she, <laughs> Valerie Binion. Yeah. She would be teasing me, and she was like, ah, somebody gonna like you. And I was like, what you talking about? And she was just like, what about you and Joseph? And I'd be like, oh, he's my brother. And they'd be, him and her and mom would be walking. And so finally, I'd just like, oh, I'm so mad at them. So I'd walk real fast ahead of them and go get to the house before they do. <laughs> and Because we always stretched after, and I was like, oh. I'm so mad at them right now. They know Joseph is my brother. Why they do? Why do they do that? And when Val leave, I always say, "Mama, why do you jump on Val's side like that? You know Joseph is my brother." And she just laugh. She would never say anything. She would just laugh. And I know your mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I know your mama. I know. I knew your daddy. Mm-hmm. I knew Joseph's mother. Mm-hmm. And yes. I did. I never met his dad. But um, they, I when I when I think about you guys as a family, I always think of being very close. 
and that importance and that it's really important that family's important. So I I, I just want to go there because when you talk about your mom, I'm thinking about her even right now. Over the last couple of years, things have been like really interesting mm-hmm. in your family. Very much so. Probably even before, like let's even go back, like way before March of 2020, mm-hmm. because that's what we will know when we archive this podcast that that was the beginning of a pandemic, the shut home, shut, shut down order where we needed to go home. But there's probably a lot of stuff that was going on for you guys during that time. Can you share a little bit about what was happening in your families? Dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. He would um, kind of space out on you and come back. And but he was he was doing pretty well. But then towards towards the end of 2019, he really started to decline. And we had invited all of our family to come for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And, and we you, got you, invited. You, 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 Yay! Right. It was so fun. And so my mother was able to come and her father, you know, he was doing okay, but he was really starting to you, you, you could see the progression at mm-hmm. that point. And so, but it was just a blessing that he was still there mm-hmm. and my mother was there and all of my siblings, her siblings and other family and close friends. So we had we had a great you know, a great Thanksgiving. So I think that that Thanksgiving will always be special to us mm-hmm. because it was the last time that all of us were Together. were all together. And um, then that following March, we were going to celebrate our um, 25th wedding anniversary, and we decided to do it in California because my mm-hmm. sisters wanted to to give us a nice anniversary, which they did. That was kind of like the very last event before the COVID-19 shut everything down. Because that, that, you guys got married. Your, your anniversary is March the what, 10th? The actual date is the 11th. The 11th, okay. We had our anniversary on the 14th, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. It was that Saturday following our an- actual anniversary. And, you know, things started shutting down then, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but, but mm-hmm. definitely, like that week after, things were just shut down. And, and had we not had it when yeah. we did, yeah. we, we wouldn't have been able to... To do it. In fact, and we were scared that they were going to um, shut the airport down. Yeah, some of our guests didn't make it because of that. So we have two big events where there are parents there. So yes. Dad Caleb was there. He wasn't able to go. He, he, he wasn't okay, able to travel. Caleb but left. She was there, yes. and my mother was there. That was that was the last social thing that my mother was at. Weren't you glad that you did it? When oh my you did God. It? I am eternally grateful. And yeah. then you got back to Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. the place that really is your home. Uh, okay, I'm well, just, that's yeah. all I'm going to say right there. Okay. <laughs> and so what what's happening once we get back? Once we get back home? We have to work at home because <laughs> we can't go to work, mm-hmm. you know. Every, we, we, we can't <laughs> buy paper towels or Clorox wipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, we're working, working remotely and... Trying to see about her father, he was, you know, getting worse and worse, and so then he he did um, pass away that May of and 2020. May, that January, mm-hmm. I was just over to the house. Um, Mom called, and by the time I got home, Mama called and said, "I need you to come back to the house." And I was like, "What's wrong?" And she was like, 
Benny can't get up. Mm -hmm. And when I left, he was sitting in his, in his chair. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean he can't get up? She said, he can't walk. And I was like, what are you talking about? I just left mm -hmm. the house. Uh -huh. you know? We were in bed. We were in bed. She called us. Remember? Well, I had just come from the house, though. Oh, well, I was in bed. Yeah, you were yeah. in bed. You were in bed. <laughs> That's and your so, second best thing next to snacks. And, well, okay. you know. <laughs> and so um, I, I go, um, I got Joseph up. I said, Joseph, we need to get to the house. Daddy, Daddy can't move. And um, I was like, this is crazy. I just left the house. And so we got to the house and... He had forgotten how to walk. Mm -hmm. You know, you see how fast? Yeah, just the progression. Yeah. And so disease, yeah. we we got him in bed and um, that was it. He couldn't walk anymore. And so right after that, when we got the hospital bed for him. Yeah. I called and got the hospital bed set up and we moved furniture all around in mm -hmm. in the um we called it the den, and um, and so we put it in there, and and I just I remember asking the Lord. You know, you hear so many different um, stories about people who have Alzheimer's, and you hear how um, how they lose their memory and they revert back to somebody mm -hmm. you don't want them to revert <laughs> back to. Yeah. And how they curse and how, and I remember just begging and praying and asking God, please don't, please don't let daddy do that, Lord. He loved you so much. Please mm -hmm. don't let him do that. Don't take him back to when he wasn't saved. And when he didn't know you, you know, mm -hmm. I just remember begging God, you know, yeah, I, I'm serious. I just didn't want him. I said, I can't, I can't picture my daddy. Did God answer your prayers? And God answered my, he honored my prayers, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I'm so grateful for that. I am so grateful. You know, he was loving, he was feisty. Don't get me wrong. He yeah. was feisty. Mama would call and say, Benny won't put his pajamas on. You know? yeah. So I get on the phone and I coax him, Daddy, I need you to put your pajamas on. Do you love me, Daddy? I love you. Please put your pajamas on for me, Daddy, please. But there were some times when he was just like, uh-uh, I ain't doing it for you either. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? So, so here you guys are doing, here. We're, first of all, we, we go to California, we get back from California, we're on lockdown, working from home, all the unexpected, all the unknown, and we're dealing with a sick parent right. during this time. Mm-hmm. And so then, what what's happening with the people you left in California, Joe? Like, are they are they shut down too, and and their yeah. life changing? Because your mom is your mom is out there. Yeah, that. and and little did I know, um, <laughs> she started not feeling well. She started complaining about having um, pain in her side, and um, you know around the time that her father passed away is when she was complaining about that and took her to the doctor and they said she had a bladder infection. Mm -hmm. We thought that, that she'd be okay after that because she she never she was never on any kind of prescription medication. Mm -hmm. How old how old was she? Ninety three. Ninety three, yeah. Wow. She you never know, been to the hospital. Never the only time she was at the hospital was to have her children. So, you know, she just never had Anything, any ailment, no high blood pressure, no diabetes. I mean, just 
so she'd been fine all the time. So we figured the, that if that's a bladder infection, that that would clear up and she'd be okay. Mm -hmm. But she just, that pain in her side just never went away. And so, you know, we got through her father's funeral and everything and so dad, dad, so dad Caleb passed away what, May 11th. May 11th, he passed. The day after Mother's Day. The day after. Mm -hmm. okay. And you know, it's funny thing, before he passed away, he had progressively talked less and less and less until he just stopped talking to him at mm -hmm. all. <clears throat> and so she could get him, my mother-in-law could get him to eat sometimes. Sometimes he wouldn't, he, she just couldn't get him to eat anything. Yeah. Her birthday was April the 12th, mm -hmm. and um, so I fixed dinner, took a plate out there for him, he ate everybody. <laughs> everybody, everybody. <laughs> and prior to that, he hadn't been eating it, you know, my, what, not what much What did you cook, all. Joe? Do you even remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. If it's cool on and probably some pork chops or something. It probably was. In fact, I think it was. And he, up until then, he, had, he hadn't really eaten much. He couldn't get him to eat anything. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, he he called Joseph Jojo, which he hates people to call him by he, by any nickname. You know, he mm -hmm. likes Joseph. He, Jojo, this show is good, boy. This show is good. <laughs> he just loved that and his chocolate cake. He didn't he didn't stay here. Um, he was here for Thanksgiving for Christmas. January came, he started going down. February, March, April, he was in the hospital bed, and May, God took him home. Mm -hmm. You know, and I that was another prayer. I said, Lord, don't let him. I, I just didn't think I could handle my daddy looking at me mm -hmm. and not knowing who I was. Yeah. And I, I think I told you that. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't think I could handle daddy not knowing who I am and I was like I don't want to be selfish and ask God to take him mm -hmm. if he don't know who his family is you know and um, every a couple of times he didn't know who mama was mm -hmm. so that scared me you know as time drew near he um, he just got quiet he didn't talk much you know which is really interesting for Brother Caleb. Yeah, you know Very him. interesting. <laughs> if you know Daddy, he's the loud. Lord, the, Lord, the Lord took him quietly. Yeah, he took him he, he quietly. He makes his presence known. <laughs> what was that like for you all to be dealing with that during such an uncertain time? You know what I mean? Well, like, it was terrible. You being far away, you being here, but like... And even like, I don't, I don't know about you, Kwana, but I think even for myself, I think about how I want to die and what my funeral is going to look like and all of that. Mm -hmm. And this pandemic changed all of that. It did. So how, how did your families get through this time? You know, you just pull together and you do what you have to do. We, her family as well as mine, I think we felt kind of cheated because we felt like yeah. they both deserved something better than we were able to do for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we did the best we could. I mean, we just, we, you know. And I, even then I was scared, you know, we had, he had such a big family and family in Texas and, you know, they were saying, we're going to come, we're going to, 
you know, my brother and sister-in-laws in California are like, we're coming anyway, you know. I was like, no, you guys, don't. Don't chance it. Don't fly. You know, it's mm -hmm. not a good time. The funeral home was saying at that time it was only 30 people. And, um, and then I think it went up to 50 people a couple of days before his funeral. And uh, even with that, I said, that's it. That, that's the family, you know, mm -hmm. here in Wichita. Because how many, how many, you have three other siblings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yep. Then your families are close because, so you, you know, all your brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So we, we literally had to make a list and count, you know, the number mm -hmm. of people and who would be able to attend. That's what we had to do. And I'm so thankful because, you know, the, but, the you know the funeral director said, I know Benny, mm -hmm. and there's no way I could, you know, tell people they can't come see him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know. So none of my family came. Okay, because the thing is, like, we're sitting here right now, and I, I see you guys have masks and all that kind of stuff, and holding them, and you're still being careful. But at, during that time. Back in May of 2020, it was automatic. It was automatic, and the thing is that some some people eliminated themselves anyway to mm -hmm. say we're not coming right. because it, it like who's going to get what and right. who else is going to get sick and so many people dying in in the world, right? And so we're not going to chance it. But yet you still have this thing inside of you like, but it was supposed to be like exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I every Joanne, I don't think there is a day that goes by that I don't think about dad's funeral mm. you know and I was like dad you were cheated you were just cheated you you know you were our king you you know you were the patriarch of our family and I feel like you were cheated you know mm. and I, it just bothers me it mm. bothers me I remember calling the church and asking for, um, Veronica to go to Tabernacle and um, I remember calling the church and asking Veronica Veronica um, can we can we do a memorial for dad? Mm -hmm. That way we can ask. I mean, we can tell the family and we can at least do a memorial where people can come and talk about how they love daddy mm -hmm. and, you know, what he meant to them. And she said, Kawan, and I, and I said in August, and here, this mm -hmm. is May. Mm -hmm. And so she said, Kawana, if things are better, she said, but honey, I don't think things are going to be better in August. Mm -hmm. And it was. And she was right. And she, she was, was right. right. You know, Quan, I'm sitting across from you, and I can just imagine thinking about your dad mm -hmm. and how to honor him. But I can also see Brother Caleb saying this. Girl, <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> uh, you know, it, mm -hmm. if you only knew, it doesn't matter to me because yeah. I'm with the King of Kings. Does I mean, what gets me through that? I, mm -hmm. I feel like they were cheated. I would love to have done more for them. I'm not really bothered by that so much because I feel like I did as much for them in life as oh, okay. I possibly could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I certainly did my best for them both when they passed away. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they knew I loved them and... I did everything I could to show them that I loved them when they could appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And so even though we didn't do what we would like to have done, we did the best we could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wrote that down. Yeah. And Joe, I think that's 
maybe that's a, a big message even right now today like for other families just listening and people who have gone through this like mm -hmm. if your parents haven't passed away do your best for them Absolutely. right now yeah. don't don't wait it's almost like people say give me my flowers while i'm alive Absolutely. But, but even going way beyond that just be being loving kind available what do they need now you know i see so many posts on facebook with people saying Stop fighting with your family. It's not worth it. It is love your family and be present with them now. And I, you know, I wonder if people really understand what they're writing, you know, because it's not worth it. It is not worth it. And you know this, but but the sad part about it is sometimes you don't know that until you actually experience it. So you can try to tell people mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. but until you've actually gone through it yourself, you have mm -hmm. no idea. Mm -hmm. you, you you think you may know, or you try to tell people that they don't have. They just they just don't know. You just don't know until you've actually experienced it. Mm -hmm. And you know, when her father was, um, you know, she was always there to do whatever she could for right. for for him. And I never begrudged of that, you know. I never tried to stop her from doing anything that she needed to do for him because I've been there, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I know that once they're gone, they're gone. And I didn't mm -hmm. want her to feel like I should have done this or I should have done that or I could have. That's your father. That's the only father you will ever have. Mm -hmm. So you you do what you have to do. And, and again, I think that's why um, even though they're gone, and Lord knows I miss both of them terribly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the peace that I have of knowing where they are, mm -hmm. that they lived for that all their lives, yeah. and um, the, the fact of the matter that it's nothing new, yeah. and that it's something that's going to happen to all of us, mm -hmm. it just, you know, behooves us to be prepared and ready for when it's our time, because we all have our turn. So I, I'm just comforted in the fact that I don't sorrow or grieve as those who have no hope. Mm -hmm. And so I miss them. I miss them so bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I didn't, I wasn't able to help Kwana as much as I would like to have because it was only three months later yeah. that my mother passed mm -hmm. away. And, you and know, we're thinking that they're just going to find out what's wrong yeah, and give yeah. her some medicine and it's right. going to be fine. And, right. you know, we're we're still grieving, you know, with her father and mm -hmm. trying to get through that. And then here's my mother. So, you know. So how, what, what has been the impact on you, your family, like your siblings, and your, your kids? I mean, what, all of this change, going through this last year, 18 plus months, I mean, how has it impacted all of you? You know, I am so thankful, and it's nothing to brag about or boast about. It's just the grace of God. Mm -hmm. But I think it has really, because there's eight of us, mm -hmm. and it seems like it has really, now that Mother's gone, it seems like it has really drawn us closer together. Mm -hmm. We were we were already close, but I think it has really caused us to be closer. Yes, siblings. Mm-hmm. When my father passed away in 1989, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, you know, sometimes families fall out with each other when, when someone dies, particularly a parent. You know, they, they'll fight about something. Mm -hmm. 
And that never happened. Good. There was never anything like that. And um, so then, you know, now that my mother, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Again, yeah, none of that craziness? None, none of that. Somebody's, somebody's listening right now, and they're, they're going to want your number. And they're going to say, how in the world did y'all do that? With eight siblings. Yes. Well, I mean, as long as everyone did what I said. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the bottom line. <laughs> But you know, I don't know. I, again, the grace of God and just the way our parents raised us. I mean, we just we just haven't had that. And mm-hmm. I thank God for it because typically as family that size, you're gonna have something. Mm-hmm. But because family is all you have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that's the foundation of our <laughs> of our whole society. Mm-hmm. And why do you think when we're talking about this mountain shaking? <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the importance of... You know, I always said that when... If something ever happened to my mother or my father, just mm-hmm. go ahead and plan another funeral because I'll <laughs> yeah. be right there with them. But I think, I think what holds us together is the fact that even though, you know, the patriarch and matriarch of our families are now gone... It was more than just them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, our our faith and our hope is built on nothing less yes. than Jesus' blood and His righteousness. Okay, here we go. Joe's go, Joe's gonna quote every time there is. That's one thing when they need to know him. Call Joe. And so, because of that, while we loved our parents, we know that they are just were God's representatives. You know, mm-hmm. they they instructed us in the way that. The Lord would have them teach us, but our faith and our hope and our trust is in God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not in man, not even our parents. You know, as much as we love them, and so that's why I believe our foundation hasn't been shaken because mm-hmm. it's built on Him. Mm-hmm. And and that that is like, what is your foundation? Maybe that's so. When 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 we are mm-hmm. on this mountain. Of a family, and something comes along, and there is some rumbling. It's like really, what's holding you up? What's really where? Where does our faith lie? How? Talk to me a little bit about that. Like outside of parents' illness, parents passing away. Like, how did you guys hold on even in your marriage? And what did you, what instructions did you give to your grown children about what was happening? I, you know, I, I told my kids, if, if you're struggling, get, you, get some help. Mm-hmm. Don't get with that stigmatism that um, black people don't seek help. Mm-hmm. They just pray. Yeah. And so I, you get you some help. And, um, and I was proud of them because, you know... And that's what they had to do to help them through the death of their grandfather. You know, me and Joseph was there, um, but Marquis lives in Los Angeles and Joanna lives in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And we are not there. And so um, we can get them spiritual help, but um, when their mental um, status was at stake, I, I felt like you... Go talk, talk to, to somebody. somebody. 
And that's what they had to do to, can you believe you you let that come out of your mouth? Because like, it's kind of like what you said, we're sitting here and we, we grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling another guest that, especially in the African-American church, right. is that the pastor was the Everything. end all. You know? <laughs> and so we That's tell it. them, if you have problems, you're calling you go them, him. go to them. And if the pastor has a, something going on, you know, Mm-hmm. So and that's a that's a heavy burden. It is for, for some, the whole church for, for someone oh, to carry it because you have a very large church, even a small church. And so I love that you were able to say to your kids out loud, mm-hmm. "Go talk to someone Go that we can trust." And um, that's why HopeNet exists. Period. And we're seeing more people saying, "I I can't." Well, for one thing, can't go to the church. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so if I do talk to the pastor, I'm going to have to Zoom or whatever right. to get counseling or whatever. But we did some of that here, too. But breaking, you said breaking the stigma mm-hmm. of we don't get help. We don't go tell anybody. You know, whatever goes on in this house stays, stays in this house. Stays in this house. Right. Kind of thing. Some of the, that's... No. But but it's not, you know, if you, if you talk to a counselor or a therapist, whatever it is, it's not to suggest that you're crazy. And I think no. a lot of people want to, mm-hmm. they feel like if they go and seek help or talk to someone, it suggests that they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you if you have a headache, you'll take aspirin. If, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. Well, you know, by that same token, if something's going on in your life that you need to talk to somebody to work it through, there's nothing wrong with that either. Now, you're a man, <laughs> Sometimes men are the last mm-hmm. that would go and talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And just kind of even getting over just even our training, our what we've been taught to, to I can't, I got to hold it together. Even society tells you, you should be strong enough right. to handle this. All that's going on during this season, the past couple of years, and your mom passes away, and you have to work from home, and your kids are far away. Right. You don't have siblings close by. Right. So just hold that together. And if you're not holding it together, do you have the freedom to say, I need to go talk to somebody? And I'm not saying that everyone needs to see a counselor, but sometimes it's calling a friend and being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it when I can sit down with friends and ask the question, like, how are you really doing? How, you know, and, and I'm asking you guys, that mm-hmm. too, how, are, how are you really doing? And sometimes I don't, don't think people ask us that. And sometimes people don't ask us hard questions or heart questions so that we can just say, oh, I'm fine. It's all good. So I'm, I'm bringing it to you guys today. Like, how are you really doing? We're and, sitting in 2021. And to add to that, Jolene, mm-hmm. like Joseph lost his mother and father. Mm-hmm. I lost my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm a daddy's girl. And I'm the firstborn. And, but my mother is still here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I really feel like I got to make sure my mama's okay. Yeah. You know, along mm-hmm. with all of this other stuff that happened, mm-hmm. my mama just lost her husband. Yeah, he was my daddy, but my mama lost her husband, husband. and she's by herself now. Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure mama's okay. And they, people have said, along with um, people not getting help or whatever, that the people that have been affected the most are people who are alone because of the isolation. How are you really doing? How is she doing? What are you doing to help mom, even to this day? Um, I think, I mean, 
<laughs> people say um, this saying. I, I don't like the saying, but people say it's a day by day thing, you know. And I was like, no, it's not. It is a second by second <laughs> thing, you know. It's a every time you see a tick on that clock, mm -hmm. you know, you know that God blessed you another minute to get by. And um, so the struggle has been real for, for me. The struggle has been real without my daddy. I can hear him all the time. And I can hear him saying, you know, girl, I'm walking on my streets ago. You should see my house, girl. You know, I can, I can hear him with his loud self. Mm -hmm. I miss that so much. <laughs> I miss telling him, daddy, shh, don't talk so loud. It's like Joe say, it, it, it's nothing but the Lord that has gotten me through this. I know it's nothing but God. It's still mm -hmm. sometimes, Jolene, I go up in that room mm -hmm. and them tears come and I can't stop. And I'm screaming, crying. Mm -hmm. You know, I am screaming, crying like, oh, my God, my daddy's gone. He ain't coming back. I miss him. Yeah. I know he's with God. I, know, I get it. Mm -hmm. I know that. But that doesn't stop me from missing him right here. And that's really what it's about. That's really what the tears are yes. about. I just miss you. I miss you. Even giving people per, uh, the permission to say that. I just miss, miss you. And yes. then asking you the question, like, what do you miss most right now? I miss, <laughs> I miss Daddy. <laughs> the craziest thing. Daddy used to call me crazy hours. <laughs> and Mama would fuss at him. Stop calling that girl in the middle of the night. She gotta work. But I miss hearing mm -hmm. that. I miss that. You know, mm -hmm. I miss hear I miss hearing mama in the background fussing at him because yeah. he's calling me just cause he wanna talk. Mm -hmm. You know, he mm -hmm. just wanna talk and tell me he loved me. You know, my daddy told me all the time, every time he see me that he loved me. That's all the great. time. That's sweet. So, you know, he has always let all of us know how much he loves us and you know, I, I tease with the other kids, you know, he, you know, I always say I'm the firstborn, you know, he loved me more. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening to you right now. Yeah, you know I, know. I, don't no, know I don't know about would say, uh-uh, I'm the only son. He loved <laughs> yeah. me more. Toya would say, uh-uh, I'm, 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 I'm the baby. He yeah. loved me more. Sharonda would say, uh-uh, I'm the middle girl, so you know I had to get attention, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but. You know, I tease with them all the time, but um, I, I do, I do miss him. My mom is doing great. <laughs> Sometimes I think she's doing better than me, you know, because she, um, she's a seamstress, and so she uses her hands to make things, you know. Be creative. She's and, very creative, yeah. and so now she's into doing, we call them divas, and so she makes these beautiful divas, and um she's d doing um she did some thanksgiving wreaths and she's making people are calling and requesting christmas mm -hmm. wreaths and so she's just we were blessed to get a christmas leaf last year <laughs> <laughs> get ready get ready <laughs> so um she i mean she's just constantly doing doing things and that's how she blessed people you know she says i don't have you know when she was doing that she says i don't have any money do you think I can make Julian and them something to thank them for what they've done for us? And I was like, she would love it. Yeah. That's one thing. I um, appreciate it so much. You know, that's one thing about her. She, you know, she, she doesn't, she's not rich, but she's rich with her hands. Mm -hmm. 
and so she very talented very and so she freely gives so she's that diving into that she's like, diving we just built her etsy page and we're getting oh, ready to the etsy page. yes and yeah. so um you know and then we're going to build her facebook page because i i was told to make sure we do that so that people can see what she's doing you know and so she's been very busy social but, media Social media for that generation. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, what now? Okay, I got some kids and grandkids that know how to do that. I was, I, I was like, um, I called them and I was like, oh, I can't do all of this. Can y'all come down here? You know, um, Joanna um, surprised us. She said, um, a lot has went on in your lives. We just lost one of our um, friends. Yeah. You know, mom and daddy had a lot of kids, and we were raised with mm -hmm. this particular young lady, Roxanne, and uh, so we lost her, and we flew to California for her funeral also, so we, you know, Joanna, she was like, yeah, you guys have been through, and y'all, I need to put my eyes on you, mm -hmm. so, you know. Tell like you. So, Joanne, you know, um, we used to talk about... Um, the brain is not fully mature until <laughs> yeah. they 25. 25. Yeah. 25. And I kept saying, Lord, I can't wait till she's 25. I can't wait till, ooh, 25 is almost here. Lord, she's going to be 25. And so when she did that, you know, the first thing I thought about, ooh, 25. Yeah. I was like, look at that. She, There's something to that. She called and she said, I mean, she didn't call. When she got here, she was like, mm, it was something in your voices. And I said, because I asked her, I said, what made you come? She said, it was something in your voices that I really mm -hmm. felt like I needed to put my eyes on you. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't here but a couple of days, but mm -hmm. she came and she went back, you know? And I was like... Well, it just meant the world to us because she said, I had to come check on my parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, how, how do you not... Praise, you, praise yeah. Jesus, Joe. Yeah. yeah. You know, all those years. Of... Right. I thought, man, look That's at that. That's sweet. That's so sweet. Well, you know, that, that you can just live another six months off of that. Mm -hmm. how, are you, how are you really doing? I'm getting better. I, I'm, I thought I was doing okay. <laughs> but, you know, you work through and you, you just keep going, doing what you have to do. And I think my body told me a couple weeks ago that I wasn't doing quite as well as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, again, through it all. It's it's only by God's grace. One yeah. one second, one minute, mm -hmm. <laughs> one day at a time. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to close. I want us just to close um, by each one of you giving our listeners, um, folks that are listening in, just some encouragement um, for their family. You know, Jesus said, I believe he said the greatest commandment is that we should love the Lord God with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, our souls, our strength. And I know family is everything to me, but I think that when we really love Jesus that way, mm -hmm. it puts everything else into perspective. Mm. I can I can love my wife the way I should. Mm -hmm. I can try to love you. <laughs> um, Thanks a lot. <laughs> because, you know, the word says that we can't say that we love our brothers who we've seen mm -hmm. if we, I mean, if we can't say that we love God who we haven't yes, seen if we don't love our brother who, who we've seen, who we see, yeah. you know. And so I think the proof of our true love for God is the way we treat each other. And I think everything falls into place naturally. 
by having a right relationship with God and loving Him as the the way we should. And I think that's to me that's how, how that's how you make it. As I, again, as much as I love my parents and my father-in-law, my world didn't crash because my world. The foundation, you said. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we when we truly love God and know that He's our everything, hmm. even when you know, like like the scripture says, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. If we don't have anything else, everything else may fall away. Mm-hmm. It may it may crash. It may burn. It may whatever happened to it. But as long as we have that anchor in the Lord, mm-hmm. we can make it. So I would just encourage anyone that if they don't know Christ, to give your hearts and lives to Him because whatever is broken, He can fix it. Mm-hmm. Whatever problem there might be, He can solve it. Whatever is um, torn apart, He can mend. Just realize, really think about um don't try to do this a day by day thing because it's not a day by day thing mm-hmm. it's like i said it's a second by second thing mm-hmm. it's putting one foot in front of the other every single day mm-hmm. sometimes you have to think about it and 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 you know i say i often say lord have mercy and i mean it I don't say it just out of habit. Mm-hmm. I say it because I do want him to have mercy on me, you know, because he's done so much for me, but yet I still have the struggles of daily life. With Christ, all things are possible, but also know that you can make it. You can make it. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. If you need help, please get it. Mm-hmm. Please get it. Don't depend on brother. Don't depend on sister. Don't depend on pastor. You know, I think about Sister Montgomery, and she's our licensed therapist for our church. Mm-hmm. What if she's busy? What if she's not? What if you can't get through to her? Mm-hmm. It's a daily thing, and I want people to know that you can make it. With God, you can make it. But also mm-hmm. seek help outside of the four walls okay. that you go to every Sunday. There's somebody that can help you. Like building community. A lot of my friends are not people that go to the church with me. There are right. other people that go to other churches or people who are not going to church or whatever. And it's about, you know, people say it's it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. It's, we have so many friends that's out there, and they might not have a license, but it's somebody that you can trust. God put me here to encourage folks, you know, and let them know that you can make it. Don't let nobody tell you that you cannot. Don't give up. Connect with someone that you know might know somebody that can help, that you can talk it through. Get the help that you needed. I love it. The Bowens have been in the house, and thank you for just hanging out with us here. Well, it was really our privilege for you to invite us and allow us to share today. Thank you. This is JoLynn Bright, also known as JLB in the house, signing out until next time. Bless you.
Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, conversations about mental health and wellness. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Visit us online at hopenetwichita.org and on social media at hopenetwichita. Thank you again to Hoydale for sponsoring this show. You can find Studio 2501 wherever you get your podcasts.